Good morning, everybody. This morning, I want to talk to us from the series Change. And our title from this for this morning is going to be Dressing Room. Dressing Room, could it be that the very place in life that you don't want to be is exactly where you need to be? I'm going to say that again. Could it be that the very place in life that you don't want to be, the things that you experience that you don't want to experience right now, could it be that that's exactly where you need to be? Could it be that's exactly what you need in your life? The Bible calls this place the wilderness. But I want to make it applicable to our generation, applicable to our lives today. And I want to call it the dressing room. The dressing room, a place where we take some things off and that place where we put some things on. God wants us to be properly outfitted for the next season. God wants us properly outfitted for where he's taking us. I I think about uh, when I want to go somewhere, I want to ask the person, hey, where are we going? Why? Because I want to be properly outfitted. I don't want to go to a wedding with a T-shirt on. I don't want to go to a gala with some shorts and a T-shirt. I don't want to go to Buffalo, New York in the winter, in December, with some shorts and a T-shirt on. If I'm going to a wedding with the wrong attire on, what's going to happen? I'm going to be turned away. I'm going to be sent back. And that's how life is. If we show up in the next season of our development, the season of our purpose, poorly outfitted, we're going to be to be turned back. We're going to be rejected. We're going to be sent back to where we were. So I want to read the scripture that's going to kind of bring some things to life for us. It's found in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verses 8 through 9. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And I know we all can relate. And begging God, God, take this away. God, get me out of here. God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm telling you, God, I'm ready. <laughs> now, granted, he knows when we're ready. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work in me. In your pain, there is power. Because God is present in your pain. God is best seen in your weakness. God is best seen in your hour of pain. There's an anointing. There's there's a presence with God that sometimes you can only experience in that place of pain. What God does is God gives us perspective in the place we are. We have to take on the perspective of God. So my from my perspective, this is unnecessary pain. But from God's perspective, this is necessary for growth and development. This is necessary to keep you humble. This is necessary to get out of you what I need to get out of you so I can get in you what I need to get in you. What we don't want to happen is we get to a place that God has ordained we be, but we don't have the character to stay in that place. We don't have the humility to to be able to, to be who God called us to be because we'll let who we be go to our heads. So God says he wants to give us some perspective in that place. In the dressing room, look for the perspective of God. My wife uh, and I, we're going to get back to the dressing room. When we can, we like to go on a date. When we can, we have one child and, you know, life can get hectic. But when we can, we like to go on a date. And what I notice about my wife is she'll go into the room and she'll lock the door. I can't get in there until she's not granted. I got to get it dressed too, but but that's, you know, that's another story. My getting dressed probably takes 10 minutes. Hers takes about two hours, but she'll lock the door and she won't come out until she is dressed for where we're going. 
And, and all she knows is that I'm going to take her somewhere great. I'm not going to take her to McDonald's. So she prepares for where I'm taking her to. When she comes out, she does not look like she did when she went in. Now, she's beautiful going in and she's beautiful coming out. But she just has accentuated her beauty when she comes out. Am I making sense? God wants you to go into the dressing room with some things on and he wants you to change. And that's the word we're talking about this week. She goes into the dressing room and she does what? She changes. God wants you to go into this place, enter into this season of change and do this here. Change. Change does not happen automatically. Change does not happen by osmosis. Change happens when we decide I'm going to change. So in the dressing room, a couple things have to happen. One, we have to recognize our need to change. You'll never change if you don't recognize, hey, I got to change. I, I, I am better, but I'm not where I want to be. I see room for growth. Number two, we got to make a decision to change. And then three, we got to get excited about the effect and effect of our change. We have to get excited about the effect and effect of our change because our change is going to affect us for the better and our change is going to have an effect on those that are around us, those in our circle, those that we are called to reach. Our change is going to have a positive effect on them. Joseph said it like this. I'm going to go back to that story of Joseph really quick. He said, I was sent into here, into this place, this rough place. I was sent into this rough season for your sakes. Our change is going to have an effect on others and an effect on us. So there was a time in scripture when Jesus, the Bible says he was led into the wilderness or the dressing room to be tested and tried of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. And after that ordeal, after arising victorious in the battle of the wilderness, Jesus took some time to recover. So Jesus goes into a hard place. A, a wilderness, a dressing room for 40 days and 40 nights while in that place he is fasting, right? He comes out of that place victorious, but he does not immediately enter into his assignment. He takes some time to rest, recover, and rediscover. And I want to tell you sometimes when you've been in a hard place and even though you've gotten the victory, even though you see, you see that you have come out, you need to take some time to get your breath. You need to take some time to recover. You take a little bit of time to heal before you jump right back into something else. Take some time to rediscover your purpose. Take some time to rediscover that dream. Take some time to rediscover why you got married in the first place. Take some time to rediscover the true meaning of this life. We are here to seek and save the lost. We are here to glorify God. We are here as his ambassadors. And really, if, if I would say anything to the church who's listening right now, we have to rediscover our purpose and our assignment. It's not to get rich. It's not to build a platform. It's to make disciples. It is to make a difference. It is to make Jesus the Christ clear, visible, and irresistible to a lost and dying world. Matthew three sixteen through 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. What happens before is very important to what is going to happen in. Sometimes the battle was won before the battle. Jesus received confirmation from his Father. 
And it was that confirmation that carried him through his wilderness season. It was that confirmation that carried him through his dressing room season. He confirmed him in his love. He confirmed his love for him. This is my beloved son. He confirmed his love for him. And I don't think you understand how much God loves you. <laughs> That's why I'm not worried about my enemies. I'm not worried about this political system. Yes, I'm going to challenge it where I can. Yes, I'm going to protest when I can, but I'm not worried because ultimately I know my father loves me. I know I'm in my father's hand and my father's hand is so big that no one is so great and so strong and nobody can pluck me out of my father's hand. My father loves me. I'm confirmed of this. I'm confirmed that he didn't send me in this place to die. He didn't send me in this place to, to break me and to, and to destroy me. He sent me into this place to make me. And then he was confirmed in his identity. This is my beloved son. Your identity is you are a child of the living God. I don't know you people that love to chase titles. I don't know a greater title that we could ever have other than sons of God, sons and daughters of God. That is a great title for me. And I wear it with great, I wear it with great pride. And lastly, he was confirmed of the successful outcome. The successful outcome is inevitable as long as it's married to your obedience and endurance. The successful outcome is inevitable as long as it's married to your obedience and endurance. We have to endure and we have to obey. Success is inevitable. So Jesus had some confirmation. And then as we close up, I want I want to kind of give you another analogy. Maybe you can see it from this vantage point. In life, we have these dressing rooms and the dressing room can also be referred to as a pit stop of purpose. I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I'm not a big racing guy, but I do uh, find the pit stop fascinating. In an automobile race, the, racer ha the racers have what is called a pit stop and a pit crew. And at this pit stop, the pit, the pit crew actually waves them to come on in. It's really not even the driver's decision. It's the, it's the pit crew's decision. And heaven, God is our pit crew. And he brings them in and in that place, they begin to take off the old worn out tires, the, the tires that are suspect, the tires that have been worn in the race. And they put on the driver's automobile new tires. And you must understand this here. If there is no pit stop, there is no completion of the race. So the pit stop of purpose is necessary to take off those old things and put on some new things so that I can finish my race victoriously. In that pit stop, another thing that I observed is that the driver doesn't take off when he wants to. He must receive clearance from the pit crew. And we can avoid a whole bunch of disasters. We can avoid a whole bunch of blowouts, tire blowouts in our life if we will wait for clearance before we decide to jump back into some things or jump out into some things or before we decide to to come out before we're truly changed. So before you make that major decision, get clearance from heaven. God, am I ready? God, is this okay? God, is this the way I should go? So our prayer has to be in the dressing room. God, show me what I need to take off. And Father, show me what I need to put on. Fellas, sometimes, uh, as me and my friend were talking, sometimes we got to step aside and, and, and get with the fellas and go fishing. Or sometimes I like to, I don't know about you, but I like to play a little mad. I like to play a little video game. We need those pit stops. Now let me throw that bone back to my sisters. He needs that pit stop. 
when he's going out to get a little fishing in with the fellas or going to the studio, to, he needs that breakaway time. I've, I've, I've watched a marriage destroyed because the wife always had a problem when the husband went to have make a pit stop. And I'm not talking about pit stop with your mistress. <laughs> I'm talking about going fishing with the fellas. I'm talking about going to work out. I'm talking about going to work out with the fellas, going to sit, doing something that you thoroughly enjoy to kind of get your mind off things and get away from the monotony and refresh yourself. Yes, he can refresh himself with, yes, you need a date or whatever, but sometimes men, and I'm talking to, to married men, I'm talking to unmarried men, you need a pit stop. I'm talking to the workaholic. You need a pit stop. I'm talking about to the preacher, young or old, married or not married. You need a pit stop. I'm talking to the musician. You need a pit stop. And your pit stop, if you're a musician, should not be your studio. <laughs> if you're, Your pit stop, if you're a musician, should not be your studio. Your pit stop, if you're a preacher, should not be your office. And I want to caution us this morning as he shows you, don't turn a deaf ear. Sometimes it's not that God is not speaking to you. He's not speaking what you want to hear. Don't turn a deaf ear to the things God is calling for you to take off, the things that God is calling for you to put on. So it's time to change out of that bitterness. It's time to change out of that apathetic and lethargic spirit. It's time to change out of that pessimistic mindset. It's time to change out of that lust. It's time to change out of that pity because you can't be pitiful and powerful at the same time. It's time to change out of that pity because you cannot be pitiful and powerful at the same time. We are powerful in God. Change out of that fear that has caused you to miss out on so many opportunities and miss so many moments. Afraid to step out of the boat. If Peter never steps out of the boat, he does not get to experience that moment with God. Change out of that fear. The question as we wrap up today, are we going to complain, people of God, friends and family, loved ones, brothers and sisters, or are we going to change? The question as we close up today, that only you can decide. God can't decide this for you. You have to decide, am I going to complain or am I going to change? Hey, that's all I have for today. I would love to hear from you on how God is blessing you through these devotionals. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And just give me a note on how you went into the dressing room and God has been changing some things in you. Shoot us a note. I'd love to hear from you. The links are at the bottom of this page. Have a great evening. Hey guys, this podcast was recorded by Tone Crafters at the Safe House Studio located in Houston, Texas. Be sure to visit their website at www.tonecrafters.com. Also guys, I'm going to ask you to share this video like the video, leave us some comments on how we can get better, but definitely share this with as many people as you can that need to hear these videos. Uh, again, I'm excited about what God is doing. I pray that it's ministering to you. Uh, have a great week. We will talk tomorrow. Until then, remember, it's your time, so don't waste time.